Hello. Welcome. Welcome once again to the Once When I Was Cool podcast, your weekly celebration of all things retro. Well, we say retro. Do we believe retro? Isn't retro just a trendy name for something old-fashioned? Something old? Who knows? I'm your co-host, Dave King. And I'm your co-host, Wee Man. What are your thoughts on retro, Wee Man? I think uh, we're retro. Well, we're rapidly getting there. We're not quite antique, but we're certainly heading down the retro pathway. More vintage. More vintage, you think? Well, is vintage cool? Retro is these days. Everything that's retro is meant to be good, but is vintage the same thing? Same, same. Same, same. Mm, Fair enough. So, we once... Oh, before we go on, I have to remember our producer, Simon, over there behind the glass, keeping us sounding good, sounding great, getting us on the airwaves. In the airwaves? On the internets, on the interwebs, on on your browser, into your ear holes. Our producer, Simon. Wave to the people, Simon. Hello, Simon. He's looking good today. He's a handsome man, isn't he? He's a handsome rooster. All right, so we once... When I was cool, there was things such as door-to-door salesmen. Do you remember door-to-door salesmen? Used to travel from town to town, travel from door-to-door, obviously. Used to work out of their car. I was always usually portrayed in TV shows and movies and those sorts of things as a fairly miserable existence, low pay, long hours, long time away from home. Ever have any dealings with them? Oh, oh absolutely. I have not been a door-to-door salesman. I had a friend who did a small stint as a door-to-door salesman selling encyclopedias. Encyclopedias. Well, there's another another podcast in itself, yeah? Absolutely. And for, uh, for those who don't know what encyclopedias were, they were books, a whole bunch of books. Basically it's the interweb and Google and everything in book format. Right, interweb. Is that what you just said? Interweb. Oh, interweb. Okay, so, yeah, well, of course, door-to-door salesmen, when we think of door-to-door salesmen, we most certainly think of um, Encyclopedia Salesman. Encyclopedia Britannica was one of probably the big ones, came as usually a, what, a 26-book set, usually one for every sort of letter, but they weren't always uh, letter by letter. Uh, they usually had AA to AL and then AM to BB and these sorts of things. So they were never straightforward. But these were your reference guides back in the day. Um, I remember we had a set of uh, encyclopedias at home and they were they were a big set and they were sort of the parents' pride and joy when it comes to books. Uh, they were always the things that we went to for references. We never had, um, well, we didn't have the internet then obviously back, back in those days, but we certainly did have... Um, we did have as a resource. We'd go to the our, probably our only resource was the um, was the encyclopedia, looking up for the various topics that we had, which made me think because it couldn't really add to topics. So, what what if you wanted to do a different topic? Because all my school assignments were based on encyclopedia knowledge. Oh, absolutely, and the one thing that you could not do was write in them. <laughs> Not allowed to write in them. No, no, no were, underlining. No, no. It probably wasn't really any such thing as highlighters. It was. I don't pens. remember there being highlighters back in those days. Just the HB underlining with the HB or the two B. If you're really cool and you really wanted to make it stand out, or you considered yourself a bit of an artist. Oh, absolutely correct. The uh, the the other thing that went along with the um, encyclopedia salesman was the vacuum cleaner salesman. Oh, yeah, yeah. So was this the only place that you go? I can't remember this. I knew we had a vacuum cleaner, but I couldn't remember whereabouts we got it from. For our English listener, of course, a vacuum cleaner being a hoover. 
yeah, look, I, re- I remember them coming and, you know, coming up and uh, bringing the vacuum cleaner out of their, well, the boot. Usually they had like a station wagon, an old mm-hmm. uh, Holden or an old Ford station wagon and, yep. you know, they would, uh, they brought them up and threw a bit of stuff on your carpet, sucked it up and your mother went, oh, wow, that's amazing. Right. So, there you go. Well, you could always, and as you see it, friend. Yet again, my own experience with vacuum cleaner salesmen from door to door is when they uh, is from the movies and from the TV shows where the the poor beaten down bloke who uh, just wanted to be home with his family used to go and do the stuff on the floor, and then who would have to vacuum the whole house, and the people would say thanks very much, but no thanks. It would have to be a pretty hard way to make a living. So you could understand why I think a lot of them were serial killers. <laughs> okay. Wow, that took a left turn. I wasn't expecting you to come up with that sort of thing. So vacuum cleaner salesmen back in the day were, were serial killers. If you were a vacuum cleaner salesman back in the 70s and 80s and you were, in fact, a serial killer, please don't contact us. We, uh, we, we don't want to know your secrets. We most certainly don't want to be involved in those sorts of things. But if you were a vacuum cleaner salesman or a door-to-door salesman that was not a serial killer or not prepared to admit it to it, that's fine with us, send us an email at oncewascoolpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your experiences. If you've got any photos back from the day uh, that you can scan in, especially with funky hairdos and suits and all those sorts of things, we'd love to hear from you. And look, I I can tell you one experience that I did have with a salesman. Was he a serial killer? Did he kill you? No. No? No. You sure? Just killed your spirit. Someone like someone had killed his long before. Yeah, absolutely. Was it a he? It was a he. Was it? And this was somebody who, and uh, I had a job working way out west, and I'm talking uh, in the middle of Queensland, so out way out west. And I had back in the day a, a Tirana and love right. my Tiranas. Um, <laughs> on my way back in from working out there, uh, it blew up on the side of the road. I I blew my engine up. So the only person that came along in the next hour or so yep. was a door-to-door salesman. You're kidding. No. So he was out west selling bits and pieces. So he actually picked me up, drove me into the next town and that's where I had to sell my car on the side of the road. You had to sell your car on the side of the road rather than get it fixed. Yeah, yep. Back in the day, it was not worth a lot of money, so oh, yeah. I got a bus ticket. <laughs> and so you sold your car for a lift home, basically. Basically. Right. And the funny thing is, back in the day, I I, I had a gun with me when I was travelling, so I had my right. rifle that I had to pack up and put wow. on the bottom of the bus. And so you're, you're saying that me. the serial killers were the, uh, the, the door-to-door salesmen were the serial killers, but you're the one that was travelling out rest in a busted car, getting hitchhike lifts, carrying a gun. For protection. For protection, okay. From door-to-door salesman. From door-to-door salesman. Who else should come along? Surprise. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Now, I've lived the life. Yeah, that's I can see. And it's good to see that it went on and you weren't didn't come across one of the nefarious door-to-door serial killer salesmen. I wonder if you could sell serial killer door-to-door. I'm sure you could. Mm. Mm. There you go. So, apart from vacuum cleaners, encyclopedias... Serial killing, busted old Tiranas with guns in the back. What else did you come across as far as door-to-door salesmen go? Were there ever any female women who did that Ab- as opposed to non-female women? Serial killing? Ah, uh, well, possibly. They're a rarity from what uh, I understand. No, he's a door-to-door salesperson. Have you watched the new Ted Bundy film on Netflix? Yes. Yeah, 
Good mm. show. Good show. Fantastic. Anyway, carry on. Uh, the door-to-door salesman slash person. Sales dude. Sales person. Was he ever called the sales dude? No, he dude who sales. Dude. That was a young up-and-coming up guys. Never left the coast. Sales dude. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Absolutely. Uh, Avon. Oh, <laughs> Avon, of course. Is Avon still going? I think you can still buy it in the chemists and places like that. Oh, I no? don't know. Surely I'm... everybody remembers Avon, knows what Avon is. If you were ever a door-to-door salesman or a, an Avon sales lady because I think it was, was there men that sold Avon? Possibly. We don't want to be stereotyped here uh, or we don't want to be stereotypers here. Maybe some men used to sell Avon. <laughs> if you were an Avon sales person. Man. Lady. Say, not a sales dude. If you were, did sell Avon door-to-door, give us an email at oncewascoolpodcast.com. We'd love to hear your stories. I I think uh, the the Avon, I, I really remember the Avon ladies coming around and I have to say that only probably oh, a couple of months ago I had to throw out a whole bunch of Avon stuff from my uh, parents' place um, and it still actually had the aftershave in the bottles because they used to say it was aftershave that my parents and in all sorts of weird bottles, you know, dog, German Shepherd bottles, car bottles, all these weird... Like full-size German Shepherds or little figurine yeah, type? Fi- figurine type, you know. Oh, it was okay. always hard to get the, the, the not like a perfume six, into the not like a full-grown German Shepherd. Not like a 65-litre-sized no. bottle of perfume? No, but the wheelie bin did actually smell like a 65 litre. <laughs> I bet it Avon, is. Uh, Probably the best it smelled since it was new. Oh, absolutely. But it was that sickly smell that oh, just re- took me back to my childhood days. Okay. Did you ever know anyone who sold Avon? The lady that used to come to sell it. Yes. Was, have you kept in touch with her? No, because I didn't know her, but there was a lady that used to come. And she used to be the one for your town? Yeah. I know that um, my mum used to buy Avon from time to time but usually it was just from one of her friends who sold Avon. I don't know whether she sort of felt a bit sorry for her or whether uh, she actually needed the products but I always remembering it being that... uh, The ultimate pyramids and the early pyramid schemes. You think? Absolutely. And so you were saying once before you had a friend who did some door-to-door sales. Uh, Absolutely, a mate of mine and... uh, he, he did it for a little while. He was, uh, I think, we were about 18 or 19 at the time. So and just out of school? Yeah. And and, um, and he uh, he actually used to really play it up as part of his sales pitch. He used to tell me how he used to go and knock on the door and, and say to them, I've been all the way down this street and I've been all the way up this street and I haven't had a sale and I really need a sale. Can you just listen to me? I've got this blah, 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 blah. And he, he he was probably someone who could sell ice to Eskimos. Oh yeah. Um, so you know, I think I think he did okay. But then uh, I think he realised there's got to be better ways to make money. Because as you said, it was a bit of a miserable existence. You had to actually make sales to make money. Well, you look at people today that. Uh do sales, work in the electrical stores and the department stores, the people that run on commission and they're either so over the top or so disinterested in what you've got to do that there sort of doesn't to me seem to be any real common ground with them. And you have to think that working for commission, I once had a job at a uh, at a fairly well-known department store here in Australia in my local town and at one point I worked on the um, in the electrical side and it was one of the last last parts of the of the 
of the store that actually still paid commission. And so it was neck and neck, people stepping on each other to, to get the sale and do uh, just to make sure that you had the money. And you used to say all sorts of things, whether you knew it or not. You never said, I don't know, I'll find out. It was always make sure that you get that sale, make sure that you can do it and we'll pay you this commission. It'll be a little bit extra money and the money, extra money that you got was always great, especially when you're 16, 17 and you really need the cash or you're at school and you just want to blow it on stuff that you like. But it would be if this is your whole experience, this is your whole living, having to make that money must be miserable. Must be a miserable existence. Well, we could actually use car salesmen. They they should know. Um, uh, you know, they have to make commission off trying to sell ice to Eskimos. You know, and if anyone is or or has done and still is having to make a living by making sales to then make commission, um, please give us a give us a buzz. Um, when I say buzz, give drop us, us an email. Drop, drop us, us an line. email at uh, oncewascoolpodcast at gmail.com. And I guess the other side of this is uh, I know a lot of travel agents these days, this is how they make their money as well. And travel agents is another thing that's a bit of a dying art really when most people can book online and you have all the various sites that look after your accommodation, you can – uh, talk directly to the airline. You don't even need tickets anymore to get on get on planes, get on flights, those sorts of things. So I guess travel agents are uh, another one of these people who work on commission that uh, really struggle to make money sometimes. Yet they're still in the shopping centres. Yeah, there's still plenty of them around. There still obviously seems to be a lot of people making money. So door-to-door salesmen, do you see them anymore? Have you come across one recently? Certainly encyclopedias are a thing of the past. If you go to a library or you go to a, uh, a second-hand bookshop, those sorts of things, you can usually find a set of encyclopedias. What, why would someone need to come and try and sell you something at your house now when you've got everything that you want to buy at your fingertips? And every bit of information that you want. I guess encyclopedias these days, there's endless list of topics and we just go to uh, Wikipedia and those sorts of things and a lot of people talk about... Uh, how you shouldn't trust it, that the information's not accurate, not up to date. Like this podcast. Like this podcast, yes. Well, you know, if we were to do any info, any uh, research or any of those sorts of things, of course we would go to Wikipedia as a starting point. But we don't, we, we well, I wouldn't say we pride ourselves, but we don't actually uh, feel the need to research. It's all about how we thought about it and how we remembered things, so we don't often do those sorts of things. But, uh, you know, with encyclopedias, unfortunately, the, uh, the, the time has passed. The information isn't kept current. Uh, the, the information that you get off the internet now uh, can be on your phone, can be on your tablet, can be on your, your desktop computer, and you can, still, you can still get the information just as normally as you would any other way. But it's up to date. It's instantaneously up to date. You don't have to wait for a new edition to come out. And, and and that is the issue. That was the issue with the encyclopedias because if you bought a set in 1983, <laughs> come 1984, it was out of date. And well, it was the same with textbooks when we went to university. Um, we both work in the, for those of you who don't know us, we both work in the healthcare field. And when we went to university, we used to work on textbooks and it was well known that with textbooks, uh, any of the information coming out of textbooks was always a minimum of two years old because the research that needed to be done, the research that needed to be started was always done two years before and by the time it got to publication, it was, you know, quite often out of date. So uh, why wouldn't you go to um, the internet these days? There's no, there, there really is. And, and look, there, there is one, no need for it, but two, how unsafe would it be? 
well, nothing's safe these days, unfortunately. Apparently, we, 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 if we listen to the media and the other scare tactics and the scaremongers that we have, we're we're living in a fairly unsafe time. But you know, that's a podcast for another day, uh, another sort of thing. That's how polio got spread. That's how polio got spread door to door. Door to door salespeople. Yes. So, do you think do you ever see it coming back? Oh hell no! How do you feel when you have people knock on your door these days? Quite often we get electricity companies and telephone companies and those sorts of people knocking on our door, or people with uh, looking for charity donations, those sorts of people knocking on your door. How do you feel when they come to your door? A little bit excited. Really? That somebody's actually going to come and have a chat with me. <laughs> You're feeling a bit lonely, and <laughs> this is the outlet. You're the sort of person that they actually don't knock on your door because they can't get away. And usually a little bit excited because. Uh, please come in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that must be unnerving though when they come and knock on the door and somebody says, yes, come in, I'd like to speak to you rather than having it slammed in your face. Uh, well, you know, that's the path we choose, isn't it? Yeah, and most people are fairly protective of their houses and their places now so they don't really like to have people come and visit them. Um, I know that I'm not particularly fond of it. I'm happy for them not to be there but, you know, they're only trying to make a living, I guess. Yeah, but... But not these days for door-to-door salesmen. They're non-existent anymore. No, no. Thing of the past. Thing of the past, bygone days. All right. So I think back in the day, probably something that brought the world to people in in smaller areas and country areas like where I was from, but uh, bought us our information. Doesn't matter how out of date it was. You could still use it. No one could actually dispute it. And... um, so these days I I can um, go and buy a vacuum cleaner from... Um, you didn't even have to go. You can go to the manufacturer website and they'll send it out to you. Mm. Don't even my, have to leave your home. It's a beautiful mm. thing. My um my last um, <coughs> vacuum cleaner was a ride-on. So uh, <laughs> shout out to my wife. Um, <laughs> That's a terrible joke. I know. On that note, we man, thank you very much. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Simon. Remember, Thanks, Simon. we are oncewascool.com. You can email us at oncewascoolpodcast at gmail.com. Until next week, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you then. Goodbye.